0: LifeWay Leadership Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every Monday. Every Monday. That's the new time, is it? That is well. It's always been the time. It's just we haven't emphasized it, and so I thought it'd be quite helpful just to remind people that each Monday you can get a new episode of the One Thing. It's a weekly podcast, and so we want to keep that promise to you of dropping in a solid, practical tip for Gospel Center Ministry every week. So you can be, you know, the smart one in the uh, staff team. You know, on a Tuesday or Wednesday, because you've listened to the episode, you can drop the hint. Hey, I heard Derek talk about this amazing new ministry idea. We should
1: think about doing this yep yep that is some sound advice be the smart one in your, in your staff be the
0: innovative one be the one who's at the cutting edge of ministry yep because you've been listening to one thing on the Monday
1: well we are we are here to serve uh, this the one thing if you haven't listened before um, this is not the uh, the normal better but we're a part of the Rich Australia Network, as well as the Lifeway Leadership Network. But with Rich Australia, our hope is to grow healthy, evangelistic, multiplying churches. We want to serve church leaders across Australia. We want to see 200 more churches planted in the next nine, ten years. We want to see 500 plus leaders developed across Australia because our hope is that thousands and tens of tens of thousands of people across Australia come to know Jesus through that. But for now, you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing, Pastoring Leadership and taking heat oh that's an interesting one scott
0: it is well we, we want to uh, over this uh, over the next year release a number of ebooks and so this is our first ebook that we're going to be releasing on a on a specific topic we actually want you to go deep and uh and have a th- have a think and so uh this first ebook two articles one on leadership by andrew Herd, uh, and the second one from Tony Payne, where he re- reflects on Richard Baxter's understanding of pastoral leadership. Uh, this is our first uh, ebook, and uh, and so we want to talk about it today. So you can get your hands on it, download it, and be thinking about it with your ministry teams.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting. I'm, I'm going to get you to give us a, a quote from the start of the ebook in a second, but this is an, an uh, a conversation that's been going around for quite a while, and it's not a new conversation. As you said, Richard Baxter wrote this, what, 400 years ago, the Reformed pastor um, in there, and it's a conversation before that. The question, the idea of leadership, though, in church, I think has taken on a number of different aspects in the last probably 20, 30 years, things which wouldn't traditionally have been part of what it looked like to lead God's people.
0: Yeah, so, so not only are you required to be a, a very gifted uh, preacher and teacher of God's word, but you're meant to be in prayer. You're the counselor. You're the evangelist. You're the theologian. You're strategic thinker. The organizational leader. You've got to be the HR manager, the administrator, the accountant, the photocopier technician. Uh, mm. You've got you got a whole bunch of things that are just being added to the pastoral leader.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I remember spending like that photocopier technician. That's a real one. <laughs> I remember spending late Saturday, early Sunday mornings with the uh, photocopier. Uh, But talk to us about this key quote that I mentioned at the start of the e-book. Tell us the quote. uh, Why is this key?
0: So here's a a quote just from uh, Andrew's uh, paper on leadership. The way I understand the uniqueness of the pastoral vocation is that it is insistently personal. You cannot do pastoral work in a programmatic or impersonal or organisational way. You've got to know the names of these people, know their lives, be in the homes the unique vocation of pastor is to know those people. Okay, now this, so is... this is a quote. This is a quote from uh, from Eugene Peterson, mm. not a quote from Andrew Heard, uh, but Andrew quotes it to be sort of you know illustrative of you know this beautiful picture of what it is to be a vocational pastor.
1: Yeah. Now Eugene Peterson's written some excellent stuff, really helpful uh, in a whole number of areas. But this quote is is pulled out because. It pushes into a model of pastoral ministry, um, which Andrew is saying, there's some things about it being insistently personal that he would agree with, but the application of it being insistently personal, he will differ from Eugene Peterson. In fact, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, what he's saying is the, the limitation of that term of insistently personal, uh, when it's applied in certain circumstances, limits the, biblical, the scope of someone's ability to lead in a particular concept in a biblically yeah. faithful way
0: yeah so for the, for the for the person who is is highly relational and has a high capacity for relationships you know they can probably top out at sort of 200 people but for most people sort of the, the relational limit is about hundred you know 100, 120 so if if this is our definition if we're stuck on this as the definition of pastoral leadership then one of the problems in that is that we're we're kind of stuck to small small church. So
1: what what then does it look like? Because certain personality types will tend towards, there's two ends of the spectrum we're talking about here, and at some level we, we can caricature them and say you're either one or the other, but you're really either. But we do tend towards either um, maybe a structural bent in our mind that we, we do think programmatically about church, how the systems work. Um, for other people, they might be relational, they might be leaning towards highly relational, so they will want to be involved and have the capacity to be involved in uh, large number of people's lives, uh, but how is how is Andrew saying that that we need to approach this from a biblical perspective, not just a preference perspective?
0: Yeah, so again, reminder that the role of pastor must be insistently personal. Uh, you know, so the the role of pastor shepherd uh, is that you know the la- that language you know colours how we're to see leadership in the church. Uh, but if you look at leaders like Moses and David. Um, they are also designated shepherds and um, it'd be wrong to sort of say that, you know, they knew everyone under their care. Um, you know, likewise, um, you know, likewise for Paul, you know, uh, Paul himself who, who can speak, you know, about loving his people, you know, like a father and a mother and having that, that closeness and, and that care uh, was also able to, you know, delegate, expand, step back, um, you know, build a work with his fellow workers uh that meant he wasn't you know insistently you know personally involved in the lives of uh you know all the people uh you know that he worked for so uh, andrew helpfully sort of sp- you know speaks about the role of pastor as as a, as being an example of the flock you know pushes into also how the language of pastor uh and the terms that are given in the bible you know have uh have flexibility and so um i i I'm gonna, i want to i don't want to read the paper for you or uh I want you to I want you to jump in and actually uh, at actually check it out for yourself. But I reckon it's worthwhile reflecting on this. Uh, I guess on this paper, if if you're you know one of those uh, particular people uh, who you know has that personal um, ministry role, if that's been the model, if that's been sort of the challenge to you, then that's an, a worthwhile article to sort of reflect and go, okay, um, how is my Uh, leadership, you know, limited or being limited by by this, you know, smaller understanding of, of what it means to be a pastoral leader.
1: Yeah, great. I just want to throw out there just an idea based on what you said then Gee, it would be good and I think there would be a groundswell of people asking for this Scott Sanders reading these e-books <laughs> the audio book <laughs> if you would like that then please send a message to the one thing and we will get that to happen that would be great anyway the second half of the e-book the second paper is written by Tony Payne on taking heed uh, What you mentioned Richard Baxter before what's the argument that Tony is making
0: well uh, he's Tony's, Tony's big on Baxter. In fact, it's it's really helpful, and he's he's actually got a really helpful paper where uh, he actually summarizes the reform pastor for you. So if you don't, you know, if you don't want to read that book in full, Tony's got a really uh, helpful paper which we can probably um, you know link as a resource um, as well. And so Tony really focuses on um, on Acts twenty, so Paul's um, you know farewell speech to the uh, the leaders of the church in uh, in Ephesus, uh, so the elders of the church in Ephesus. And really looks into uh, in verse uh, to verse uh, twenty-eight of uh, of chapter there, which speaks about uh, taking heed of the flock entrusted you. Uh, so he he's really arguing that uh, at the same time we we need to develop our leaderships, we also need to maintain a close eye on the flock and take uh, heed of them. Um, and and in some way, like he's got some really helpful reflections where you know what has this actually looked like, you know, in sort of church and ministry land Well, often, you know, if you look at a role, it'll mean, uh, you know, a person in church actually has against their name, the name of a pastor, you know, so so very much uh, the pastor has actually said, you know, I've, I've got Derek, I've got the Hannahs, I've got Derek, Derek and Jackie, you know, they're the family that I'm looking after. SS is next to their name. Uh, another pastor in the church has got another family uh, in the church. So, he very much sort of pushes into that's often how we've understood this. And so, you know, what does it look like for me to pastor a family in the church or an individual in church? Well, I'm I'm actually helping them move, you know, move to the right to use the language of, um, of vine growers. Um, what he's helpfully pulled out is, though, that um, this understanding of leadership actually doesn't uh, take into account the, you know, the rich language in the body of actually loving one another and uh, the importance, I guess, of the pastor actually... Uh, you know, helping the church, you know, do that.
1: Okay, there's a paragraph I'm going to read. This is as close as I'm allowed to get to an audio book, but here's a paragraph. Uh, I'm going to ask you to comment on it afterwards. Uh, this is Tony writing, and he says, Andrew Hurd has argued elsewhere in this ebook that a single pastor, e.g. senior pastor, simply cannot personally know and take heed of every single person in the flock in this way, especially as the congregation grows. He's helpfully warned against reading into the word pastor, contemporary cultural meanings that imply warmth, intimacy, personal friendship as the essence of the task. And he's quite right to say that we shouldn't allow the people-focused nature of pastoring to inoculate us against the demands of leadership and organization, especially as we seek to bring more and more people into our congregations through evangelistic growth. However... Granted that this is the case, the responsibility for taking heed remains and the elders or overseers are those responsible for it. How is this to be organised most effectively? Many of these practical questions are situational and we will come up with different legitimate answers. Thoughts?
0: Well, I actually think it's quite helpful that Tony's given great flexibility there in terms of actually what does this actually look like in uh, in practice. Um mm. You know, it's helpfully said that this is the responsibility of the elder, the overseer, the pastor, uh, but there's not you know one you know one way to um, you know to resolve it uh, and what it looks like is going to be uh, dependent I think on on your you know ministry capacity as a leader and uh, and the context in your church and and the life cycle of the church but also the people that you also uh, have uh, in front of you.
1: yeah all right well I'm going to get a bit personal here if you think about your leadership and taking heed. Which do you think you spend more time thinking about?
0: Oh, I'm the balanced leader, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I just wanted you use that. <laughs> No, I, uh, uh, I, th- well, I don't. I, I think, um, I think I'm probably more organisationally uh, task-focused driven, and so, um, uh, but I think I do that in the context of being relational. So I don't know. It's very hard. To, very hard to reflect on myself here. Um, what do you think about my leadership, Derek? <laughs> I don't know. That's maybe maybe don't uh, want to put that on, uh, on a podcast. I think
1: we should put it on a yeah. bonus episode, I think. Yeah. Uh, but no, no I was, I'm not going to comment on you um, because I think you are highly relational. Um, but I think, I think, what as I was saying at the start, we will be wired uh, and inclined. And you mentioned before, we will come from a context as well where we will lean one way or the other. And I think um, what we're looking to do is hold this intention, have a biblical perspective and hold maybe our tendencies and our culture intentions so that we're actually doing what needs to happen at that point. We want to be intensely personal. And sometimes that is going to look like in smaller congregations we are going to be able to be in everyone's home. But if we're merely doing that from the perspective of pandering to what I like or the culture I've come from, that is unhelpful. Uh, we are called to care for God's people and we are called to hopefully uh, reach those people who are in our community and incorporate them in. And so I think we do need to be working out biblically what is how am I going to lead in this context in order to both structure things in such a way that facilitates those things while not removing myself from people, being intensely uh, personal with people uh, in a way that's actually manageable. Um, mm. All right, let me ask this one. Has this book, as you've been reading it, and you've, been, you've heard... Um, Andrew and Tony talking about this for quite a while. Uh, is there is there anything in particular that's that's been sharpened for you in on this topic?
0: Uh, I think again the the language of shepherd, the language of pastor. I think it's a great reminder of the I guess the great responsibility that church leaders have, the great privilege, but also the great response the responsibility to to lead and um, yeah to both lead and manage. The people they have the privilege and responsibility for in in church life. So again, uh, you know, as I as I talk with pastors about pastoral leadership, uh, as I think about you know pastoral supervision and and coaching leaders in this space and training leaders in this space, I think again it, it's just a great reminder to get back into um, you know into the Word. And so, can I encourage you if you are listening? I reckon Acts 20 is a is a great place um, to start, just to again. Uh, you know, see what does it look like actually to, to lead God's people, lead God's people, and so that reflection on on that passage is is something. I mean, something we're working through at the moment as a as a as a team at, at Reach Australia, um, and you know, there's that real push to not only preach and proclaim the the gospel, but also to um, to guard uh, yourselves, but also to to guard those people under your care as well. So there's that real responsibility um, to be, uh, you know caring for for the flock in uh, in front of you. So I think I get I think just again good to be reminded of that good to see the um the responsibility that you have as a pastoral leader.
1: All right Scott, what's the one thing you want to say about pastoring leadership and taking heed?
0: It's important to reflect on pastoral leadership in God's word and personally to work out whether you have a bias towards that insistently personal relational Uh, shepherd leader? Or are you more the CEO, you know, distant manager? Now I'm characterising two sides of the coin, but reflect on what you are uh, and seek to identify ways where you can work against your inherent bias.
1: Excellent. Thank you very much, Scott. Now, we just have two things in the toolbox today. First one is the Reach Australia podcast with Andrew Hurd and Paul Grimm, where they have a chat about some of these things, or you can get the video on YouTube. Just search for Reach Australia on YouTube, and you'll see the videos there. But... The whole base of this episode is the ebook, so we encourage you to download the ebook. Go to reachaustralia.com.au, and you'll be able to find it there. Two very, very helpful articles for people leading churches, leading ministries, uh, to work out how they are intensely personal in a way that both cares for the people in front of them, um, but also the people who we are praying will join us and come to know Jesus.
0: If you found this episode helpful, uh, I'd encourage you to share it with your team. Uh, share it with those on your ministry team or share it with someone you know that uh, in ministry that, that might find this helpful. I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Henner. Chat soon.